Hello and welcome to Part-Time Sport, the only podcast entirely dedicated to sports documentaries. My name is Cal Monaghan and this week I'm joined by Dylan Thomas to review Rising Phoenix because sports documentaries are our part-time job. At the age of 12, I was part of the scout group that gives you like this kind of nickname. My name was the Rising Phoenix. Yes, that's right. This episode we've watched Rising Phoenix. It's a documentary where you get a real insight into the Paralympic Games. Um, you'll get a history on the Games, you'll meet a number of the athletes and insiders involved in the Games, and ultimately, it's about challenging perceptions of the Games. It's available on Netflix, anywhere, I believe. Um, but Dill, we're gonna start off as we always do, I'm just gonna try and get a little bit of a feeling about what you think about the Paralympic Games. Um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of self-reflection from us both on, on this episode because um, it's it's just a real emotional documentary, basically. Dil, have you, are you usually watching the Paralympics or are you looking forward to the Olympic Paralympics but once the Olympics are finished? I feel like this is a trap question because <laughs> I feel like the Russian Olympic Committee this is a zinger for, <laughs> for later on, but yeah. it, it, it is literally, I watched this documentary and as I started watching, I Googled, oh, yeah, when's the Paralympics on? Oh, of Same. course, at time of recording, the Tokyo Olympics has just finished. Um, so, yeah, and I had no idea. I thought, oh, God, I haven't been watching the Paralympics and they're on. I started to feel bad as a result of watching this. So yeah. I've got to say no. Um, yeah. I did have a, a mate that I went to high school with. Uh, his sister was in the Paralympics. So oh, I remember... Right. A, we used to go around to, to his place and um, play in her wheelchair and try and do wheelies and also nice. look at her prosthetic <laughs> leg. Um, but that's probably my exposure to the Paralympics. What about yours? Yeah, look, I, I'm the same. I think there's like there's always somebody in your like neighborhood or the vicinity like, oh my God, she might go to the Paralympics. I think it was like taekwondo or something like that around my mind. But I'm always just fascinated about like how the sports like my naivety and it, how the sports even happen like the blind oh, sports in particular i know it was winter olympics but they showed a clip in the documentary of a guy doing just like downhill skiing you know going oh. whatever kilometers per hour fast um and he's got a guide telling he's blind and he, the guy's telling him to go left right left right like yeah i know it's slalom and you kind of get a gist of that but my word i know the speeds they were going at like there's a lot there's a few others but like there's like they're in disciplines aren't they paralympics or like classifications so you've got like blinds you've got like um paraplegics you've got whatever like there's sort of different classifications of each sport and stuff yeah the wheelchair ones always fascinate me i didn't i've heard of wheelchair rugby or as they called it murder ball in um in in this documentary, but that fascinates me. You've got the table tennis people playing with the mouth with the paddle. <laughs> and, what did, and, and like is... just picking up the ball with their like serving with their feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always feel like it's it would be such a good leveler, and I'd love like if once this podcast gets big enough, and once we get it's, out, it's what? It, it's not. It's not big enough. <laughs> yeah. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. But once we do, I'd love us to get schooled by every <laughs> Special Olympics. I've lost enough sporting events in my life without adding any yeah, more to my, yeah, yeah, to yeah, my yeah, list. Yeah, I'm not letting yeah. any someone... If I get a sniff, I don't care what 
disability or no disability, if I get a sniff that they're decent at a sport, I don't want to play them. <laughs> no, no, no. No, exactly. No self-confidence. Exactly, yeah. We've, we've been beaten down enough, haven't we? Now, look, for new listeners, um, first and foremost, this is a review podcast. Um, so we start off every episode um, with the part-time sport review scale. Um, it's based on all the documentaries that we reviewed in Series 1. There's Tyson being the worst and Senna being the best. Um, Dill, on a scale of Tyson to Senna, where, where do you place in Rise and Phoenix at? I think, the, so watching it, there is, you can see I'm tiptoeing around this. I reckon it's it's <laughs> upper it's upper middle. And I, I, side note for us, Cal, I reckon we need to get a better criteria of how we rate this. <laughs> and my reasoning for this rating is there is a lot of individual stories in this documentary. So like right. of athletes themselves mm-hmm. which is super interesting i learned a lot from this documentary of stuff i didn't know about the paralympics and its history which we'll get into mm-hmm. and then there was also just like a bit of drama storyline mm-hmm. around organization of the paralympics so there's a what i got out of it it was about we're almost what two hours an hour 40 something like that yeah um yeah. there was a fair bit going on without you know we talk about a center and it's a unbelievable story of one man um and his you know drive hey here we go here we go uh <laughs> you know to, to any sport so yeah, like that yeah. that was kind of my only thing why it probably wasn't at center levels it's really really well done cal did you i know you would have liked this the like transition statue oh i don't know how you describe the it, production it value of what it the was production done. value was unreal. yeah 100 yeah. percent. like when you're watching this um like it's on netflix as i say i think that's everywhere there's the the positioning the paralympians like it's it's a parallel olympics is what paralympic paralympics is and it really oh, does you've so, taken one of my honorable mentions oh sorry mate sorry mate look we, we've got our mentions coming up at the end hold on to a few more that's a that's a great one though isn't it yeah no one, i didn't know that so paralympics i thought was like probably old school paraplegic olympics paralympics it's it's like what is it latin or greek for alongside is para Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. And then I guess this is the perfect transition and segue into where we sort of can start discussing what the documentaries are sort of the key points about it and the bit that we enjoyed for for the review purposes that we go a bit into the history of the games and we yes. start with Sir Ludwig or Dr. Gutman. Did you, did you just nod him? Did you just call him Sir? <laughs> he was a Sir, Sir Ludwig. I thought he was just Dr. No, Hang on, no. what trumps? No. What's, you know you know, you get to do your prefix whenever you fill out a form. There's always <laughs> doctor on there and you always want a ticket. Does Sir, Sir would trump doctor. I guess a lot of people are doctors, not many are Sirs. I think so. I would go with, I, I would go with Sir. I would go with Sir Ludwig. So I'd just change my name to Ludwig anyway because of how cool it is um, but yeah so dr gutman said ludwig he's um you, do you want to tell us a bit about him and how what his relationship or his history is with the with the paralympics because he's the main man well, he's, he's our main guy yeah my and my word a story in itself like so uh a jew living in germany uh during the first world war mm-hmm. if i'm remembering correctly I think so, obviously yeah. transitioned through to the second world war um he like watched the documentary for the ins and outs of his story because there was you know times when he, he's obviously a doctor there's times when he thought he was off to the you know concentration camps and his family like unreal stuff but Callan, you might have to correct me here but the, the gist i got from this was he had his own like it was kind of like jewish hospital so that's like, right yeah, yeah yeah you can still right. be a doctor but you can only treat jewish people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he just kept making up 
like illnesses and injuries for all these people <laughs> just so he could like technically save them from being executed or yeah, exactly. harassed by Gestapo kind of thing. Like, and he had the Gestapo in there. There's a scene where they're like questioning all his diagnosis. He's going, oh, that, well, mate, oh, that's, yeah, well. <laughs> geez, that's the old, that's the old bipolar scurvy <laughs> syndrome that you've got to just watch out for that one. Don't get too close. Don't you dare get too close. You'll catch it. He was a legend. He was a legend. So Ludwig, I really did like him. Um, look, it, there's no surprise that Hitler comes off as a bit of a bad guy in this one as well, doesn't he, in this documentary? Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, look. He's a, he's a bad <laughs> egg. <laughs> he doesn't. He never comes off well, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, it's unsurprising. My, no, sorry. In in mine camp, I think he's okay in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that one. We won't review that one. That's it. Like, we won't we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. And then make a documentary out of mine camp. <laughs> Um, yeah, but basically, Sir Ludwig, Dr. Gutman, he um, was, when the 48 Olympic Games, London Games were going on, he did the first parallel games and it was just in Stoke up the road. And he just basically, all of his patients that he was treating, they, it seems like they just had a little sports day in the back garden. Yeah, he's moved, he's moved so he's moved the family, to they've, they've refugees to the UK. It was Stoke, the Stoke Mandeville Games. Yeah, was Stoke that, Mandeville that, Games. Oh, it was it, called 1948. Why Mandeville? Is that a place? It's a place. Yeah, Stoke Mandeville. Is I think it? it's. I think Mandeville. it's just outside of London. I'm sure it is. I might be wrong, and I don't know me geography too well. Do you reckon Dr. Ludwig was the one that came up? Yeah, look, you know, yeah, you can throw a javelin, but can you do it on a windy night in Stoke <laughs> Mandeville? <laughs> Is that his doing? Perfect. That's him. Yeah, they, they do. They usually attribute it to like the Tony Pulis side of Stoke City in the football, but no, it's actually <laughs> it's actually Dr. Gutman. <laughs> Peter Crouch's great grandfather was there. Yeah, look, he, he's, he seems that, like by all accounts, he gets everybody involved in this documentary. He's just like, look, we owe everything to this guy. He's the one who made it happen. He's the man. He's the man. Um, it was. There was a lot of like. It, it, this is yeah. It's. This documentary, as I say, it's challenging your perception of the Paralympic Games because I'm going to hold my hands up and say that my perceptions were challenged for sure. Like that's, uh, I don't know about you, Dill, but I'm, I assume a lot of people's will. Agreed. And um, they, they were saying that like, if you were like after the war, if you were a paraplegic or you were handicapped after the war, your life's over. Just just forget about it. Like you're less member of the society, the society now. You're useless. Um, like, so this is what they... Uh, like um, what people were, that's what the attention that they got, they just weren't valued at all. Yeah. And then um, Sir Ludwig came along and was like, you can't underappreciate the power of sport, mm. which I just loved the most, I guess, about this documentary was, me and you do this documentary because we know that sports stories are so powerful. And I think this is probably the, the most valuable documentary for that reason alone, where it's like, this this is sport is brilliant and it's so powerful for this. If you don't get sports and a lot of people don't, this is one of the main reasons why it's so good. As as was said in there, so he, he kind of notes that um yeah, sport is a great rehabilitator kind of thing. Like that's a way to like you were saying there. And as my 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 very intelligent wife then said, I think art is also a good rehabilitator. Oh, that's a way for a perfect a disabled person to sit down and go, Okay, I'm gonna learn how to play the piano like I might be in a wheelchair but I'm going to learn how to play the piano and get really good at it or I might I be really good at couldn't it couldn't agree more but then I guess you go they're both you know sport Cal sport is an art form it is mate it is many people and say and that's me and that's me done for the evening thank you very much everyone <laughs> good night good mate night. Look, we've got a long time to go don't leave good me night. I can't feel good night, good night America <laughs>
<laughs> but look, we so yeah, it's all about challenging perceptions, and I think we can now move on to a little bit of like how the Paralympics, Paralympics has been well run in the past, and how poorly it's been run in the past as well. Well, Kel, I did want to, I did want to pick that up with you because you know, you know, you know who doesn't need anything you just said then about you know how disabled people are perceived on, and how they were on. perceived and how they need sport. I mean. The Russians, they didn't need it because they, oh. they in 1980, they had no disabled people. I'll meet the Soviets. The Soviets come across a bit bad <laughs> the as well. Soviets. Along with Hitler. Uh, no surprise. Sorry to the Russians. <laughs> the bloody Russians. They, so they, they didn't admit to having any handicappers. That was it, 1980 games, is that right? They didn't have the... 1980 games. So we've been going for, for 20 years. They, the first official one was Rome 1960 was the first actual Paralympics. That's right, yes. They, they, had, they had to get out of Stoke Mandeville, <laughs> outgrown it. Too windy. Yeah, yeah, too windy, yeah. It's often raining there, the other in row. But yeah, they, in the Soviet Union in 1980, just like, uh, yeah, we're not having a Paralympics. We, we don't have any handicapped people. Like, What are you talking about? None here. Go have a look around. You won't find any. Yeah, just let me just let me look behind that kit. And whoa, 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 no, it's fine. Like, there's not on here. There's not on there. But look, that, what I really liked about so that bad. as well, like, they, they did slag off the Soviet Union. They said the China's had their issues with it as well. But the one, one of the athletes, I couldn't, and might have been Johnny Peacock, I can't remember who said that, there's still stigmatisms available. You can find it anywhere still. We still need to keep challenging them. There's the UK, Australia, France. They've all got a stigma yep. about um, the Paralympic Games and the handicapped in particular. And I think that does segue quite nicely into the people's um, opinion and uh, attitude towards the Paralympics. And we can find that most when the biggest focus on this is of this documentary is Rio 2016. Yes. It's obviously ahead of Tokyo 2020. Um, but they look back to what London 2012 comes off well, Dill. Like London 2012 seems like it was brilliant. It does. They thought it was going to be bad and it came off really well. Yeah. This was released 2020. So obviously sure. leading up to what they thought was going to be Tokyo 2020. Right. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're looking back at Rio 2016. Yeah. Uh, Cal, can we... Can we introduce the lads? Oh, mate, go for it. Yeah, I think we're thinking, thinking the same thing. Are we going for the uh, the Chavi, the Chavi Philip? And uh... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've got. I, I had him as CEO of the Paralympic Organising Committee, Chavi Gonzalez. Um, and then, can I guess where Chavi's from? Just the uh, first off, is he, is he Spanish, Chavi Gonzalez? Yeah, <laughs> is that because of my good accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just purely from that. You could probably. Well, I thought you'd be able to actually pick the region he was from, from my accent. Anyway. <laughs> um, Sir, Philip, Sir Philip Craven, uh, who was a, a lovely British he's a man, Yorkshire lad, yeah. president yeah. of the Paralympic Committee. So he's yeah. him and him and Chavi CEO president. Yeah. And then we've got um, the Brazilian guy who is essentially the head of the Rio Paralympic Committee. And What's his name? You know, being a, a Latin man, he's he's got a very Brazilian name. Pele? Or- Andrew Parsons. Oh, Andrew Parsons. <laughs> So the Brazilians called Andrew Parsons, which is, you think you've misheard it at first, don't you? Go, no, uh, no, he has got a sort of Portuguese twang there, Andrew. But uh, <laughs> prefers Drew. Yeah, Drew. Drew Parsons. Andrew Parsons, the Brazilian, yeah. Andy. Andy. Yeah. Hi, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you know, if you got introduced to him, like, in sort of an event, you'd be like, Andrew Parsons from Brazil. Did you say that right? Yeah, yeah. But he was a. Was he sort of part of the the Rio Olympic Committee? Was he for? He's the he's the Rio representative. Because they can announce so far out. I think like this is the thing. Like they get announced ten years out, so you kind of start preparing. And for the and for the lads at the Rio Olympic Committee, oh. man, did they start preparing oh, early? 
I, we have to shout out those Olympic committee bids, like the party. Was it Chicago versus Rio? The show like the when it's getting announced. Yeah, do you have Chicago, Rio? I think Tokyo was there as well for 2016. Yes, and um, they were. And then when you win, you know, when you win um, the games, like they have the biggest party. Let's just let's just picture what what is it? Cocaine all over each table. They're going <laughs> buck wild when they win those committee bids. <laughs> and this definitely leans in into the um, the attitudes between the. Paralympics and the Olympics because we get close towards Rio 2016. Was it six weeks before, Dill? Before the Paralympics yeah. took place? Very early on. Um, yep. The Olympic Committee go, hey, listen, um, yeah, we've got no budget for the Paralympics. Uh, <laughs> just run out. <laughs> just run out. Just, <laughs> so there's meant to be a set pool for each. Yeah, um, yeah. And they've just somehow just gone, look, we're running out of budget here. Let's just start tapping into the Absolutely. Paralympic one. And we won't yeah. tell we won't tell Andy. No one nah. tell Andy. No, don't tell Parsons, man. Parsons. <laughs> he's such a stiff Parsons. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely spent it. The night they won that bid, mate, that's where the budget went. I'm, I'm convinced what of was it. The, what was the quote? Some guy was like, everyone was so emotional. I hugged, I was hugging, I was hugging someone that I realized it was Pele. <laughs> Yeah, Pele makes an appearance. Yeah, look, Pele, Pele and Hitler in the same dock. You, you can't beat this one. Go, and, <laughs> go and watch it. Go and watch it. But, but yeah, the, the attitudes towards the Paralympics in Rio is just terrible. Look, it, obviously, it, it does take place. Um, but you've got the lads. You've got Xavi, Philip, and Andrew. They're all. I love this deal when they're exchanging. We, I think we've seen this in another text. documentary, exchanging yeah. text. That animation of of just like. He goes, dude, you know, like for WhatsApp, like, <laughs> oh, what do you think's happened here? Give me a shout when and you're Sir, finished. And Sir Philip is, is, he's essentially your granddad. So he's not <laughs> no. texting that profusely. Like he's, he's got a, he's got a lot of life to him, but he's an old man. So if it's anything like, you know, like the lads chats that we're involved in, like, like why doesn't it show like something like, Boop, look at the massage of this shit I've just taken or whatever. Like you don't see them. <laughs> it's just like it's sort of. It's definitely not a WhatsApp group, but I take I take the point. I take the point of the story that they're trying to tell. But um, but look, the the Paralympics does take place in Rio, obviously. Um, and then when it when it starts taking place as well, and there's no tickets sold. There's no one there. There's no one there at the start of the Rio game. Because they, but because because they haven't promoted. They haven't promoted it. So at all. they've spent all the money of getting Pele over to the the bid, and you know. Him, him dropping out erectile dysfunction <laughs> tablets to everyone, and then, and then they've got you know so they've they've then the boys have had to find the money themselves. Yes, they do. You know, yeah, like the lads. Yeah, barter for it. Mm -hmm. What was the line, Cal? They they got a hundred million dollars or whatever it was, local currency mm -hmm. maybe, off the government, but then a judge slapped an injunction on it, saying oh, the right. only way this money can get released is if the Olympic Committee, not the Paralympic Committee. Oh. Because they should be one and the same, but for Rio, they separated yes. them. Just real details here. Yeah. But they're like, the Olympic Committee need to throw open the books. And my God, did yeah. they not want yeah. to throw Let open me look at the books. books? That wasn't happening. The Olympic Committee shitting themselves just going, oh, I don't look at the books there. What do we always say? Oh. What do we always say? Mate, it's your quote. It's your, like, your... Follow the money. Your dynasty will be follow, follow the, the money. money. Follow the money, indeed. Like, um, we are now positioning the Olympics against the Paralympics. And... We found that every Paralympics, every every Paralympian has a good story. Is each one of them is far more infinitely more interesting than the Olympians. Like they've got the middle class where the money is, is the Olympics. We we know that that's a fact. Yeah, and you get some good ones in the Olympics. Like of you course, do get some amazing stories in the Olympics. It's I reckon it's just more every Paralympian's story is like 
Wow. Probably of I'd course. like to meet the Paralympian with the most boring story of getting there. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like the one that's kind of sitting there going like, oh, God, I shouldn't be here. Like, I feel yeah, like a bit of yeah, an imposter. Yeah, yeah. Like, I only lost I only lost this this leg <laughs> the other week. It was very painless. I was knocked out. It was fine, to be honest. I'm good. I'm better off. Like, you know, there's none of that. Like when my dad lost his finger in a welding accident. And he's just all of a sudden qualifies for the Paralympics. He's like, oh, what are you, what are you here for? Well, I've got no finger. I lost the finger. I lost the finger. Oh, it doesn't quite count. But the, this is like genuinely, this is the most, the, all the stories of the Paralympians, like this is the tearjerker of all yeah. documentaries that we watch. Like I Did you cry? choked up two or three times. Look, I wasn't crying, but two or three times I was like freaking out. As because my wife was sitting next to me, you know, like when you've got those glassy eyes and you're like sort of going. No, I'd- Oh, tears. Tears <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. end. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, were your, what were your favorite bits? What were you crying about? What was the, what were the... Well, it was more, I guess, because there's a lot of a lot of athletes get mentioned. So we're not going to do everyone justice here by running through them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got, I've got one that I want to, that I want to call out. I reckon there's one young girl who's kind of the, let's, let's call her. She's the main event. She's going to be on yeah. both of our lists. Yeah. I've got one. I'll throw to you for one. Is that is that okay? Can I, can I start it. with my my yeah. my man, Jean Baptiste? Oh, Alès. Jean Baptiste Alès, who is a a long jumper. Um, now he's he's a, a I'm sure he's representing France in this as well. Born in Burundi, survived the 1993 Burundi civil war. I had no idea about that, Kel. I didn't know, don't know no. if you did. No idea. Jean Baptiste. Watched his mother get macheted to death in front of him mm-hmm. and then had his own leg hacked at, his arm hacked at, his yeah. neck and back hacked at. Yeah. So he's lost his leg but mm-hmm. somehow didn't die from his wounds but still ingrained in his head has his uh, the image of his mother getting macheted to death. <sighs> he's oh. then adopted by a French family, so goes to France and then obviously as a result of that at the time and you know it still happens today is then not only vilified for being an immigrant that is disabled yeah Yeah. but also uh, also being black as well so this guy is just competing in the Paralympics and he's like I love to run and jump because I feel like that's me running away from my past and you know exploding in my my jump away from all the bad things that are happening in my life and i'm sitting there going like my word it was it was Crazy. it was so like i think yeah the thing for that way was he was talking about his horrific past in burundi and stuff and you're sort of going jesus that's heavy and then when he starts talking about him getting bullied and stuff for being an immigrant that that's what really hits you you're going to fuck this this guy's been like he's just been through enough and like a, a, a lot of the a lot of the paralympians have like they just all have got these heartbreaking like stories that where they just made it back from adversity like over like an orphanage i've got like one of the people i wanted to mention was tatiana mcfadden she i think she is an executive producer on on this documentary as well she was from russia she was in, in orphanage 13 well <laughs> yeah. hang on a second the russians don't have any dissent. yeah yeah exactly yeah look apparently I don't want to break it to the world here, but apparently they did. What, what, what they were, she, Tatiana was uh, adopted. She was from Russia originally. She went to America. Um, yeah, she was a, she's like wheelchair track and field. She was in, 
she's the one who did two disciplines. Like she just, she was um, track and field. I think it was sprinting in the wheelchairs in the Olymp in the Paralympics and the winter Paralympics. She was like, oh, I'll give this a go and do a uh, cross country skiing. Cause it was Sochi. Right? It was the Russian. That's right. So that's like, right. Well, I, I want to go back to Russia and prove my worth. And beautiful. How good was the bit? Uh, oh. Her birth mother who, from what we gather, gave her up Absolutely. to give her a better For life sure. type thing. It wasn't like she didn't want her. And uh, so her birth mother got to come along and watch her yeah. and get all emotional oh, and hug brilliant. her like surrogate mother and father and oh, amazing. Don't go go and watch the documentary for to go into the depth. There's loads of character stories in there, but I was choking up about her story when she was learning how to walk because she they'd done spina bifida, they'd done stuff to her in Russia. To, it's just awful. I guess the the one that we need to speak about, which I think is on your list, as you said before, is Bebe. Bebe Vio. Bebe. Bebe Vio. Oh, Bebe. She's from Italy. She's, she's like the most... Beatrice. Most, Beatrice. She's the most Italian person I've ever seen. Person ever. Yeah. <laughs> the passion. Don't forget about it. Like, Yeah, I mean, when we say that, just the passion. There's got to be like... We've got to have to introduce a new award every week for the most Italian person uh, that we see in each of these documentaries. <laughs> the most passion. Most passionate person. Andrew Parsons. Andrew Parsons <laughs> could have gone close. The most passion. It's just the Latins, you know. They, yeah, they, they, love they it. just love um, it. Yeah, she was fencing, wasn't she, Bebe? Fencing. Meningitis, Kel. Uh, didn't know meningitis could pretty much cripple you. Oh, um, my God. So she meningitis when she was like 11 as well. Mm -hmm. So born, you know, uh, with all limbs and, yeah. you know, walking around and all that stuff. And then meningitis reoccurred and all that. And they just kept it being like, we'll have to amputate mm -hmm. her arms. We'll have to amputate her legs. So she ends up, she's she's both, or, or I guess half of her arms and half of her legs, pretty much the lower half of each limb, If I, I think if I've got that mm -hmm. right. Um, and yeah, she she kind of starts the whole doco, thinks she is, the nickname Rising Phoenix is hers. Yeah, yeah. And then she's the finish, which I don't know about you, but that... It was amazing. Oh, she she was incredible. She she's probably the yeah the poster girl for this documentary. She's the one that you've probably seen if you've ever heard seen this advertised. But she was incredible. Just their personality as well. She's just so inspirational. She's got so many quotable parts of this doc. Can, can I give you one? Hit me, yeah, yeah. If you got one, I was lucky to live the favorite favorite moment of my life two times, and that is her talking about learning to fence when she was little. And then going through meningitis, getting being you know becoming an amputee, and then having to learn it again. Oh, outlook on life. How incredible! Crazy. How incredible is that? So the check your privileges is hundred percent real. The scene, the scene at the end of this, or well, to finish off this this whole doco, is her trying to go for a gold medal in wheelchair fencing um, against the very superior. Well, actually, this is something I learned: the superior Chinese athlete, because the Chinese lady, I think, just had one arm amputated, her fencing arm. Yeah. So she still had a hand that she could, like, put on her chair, and she had both her own legs so she could kind of push. And then yeah, and Bebe the was like, balance. She, can, she essentially gets more leverage. It was like when the runners are going around. Big shout-out to your man, Oscar Pistorius, Kel. Oh, yeah, my um, man, yeah, thanks. And it's <laughs> if you've got one leg amputated, you've obviously got one blade, and they are quicker out of the blocks but the guys with two blades on their legs, they come home quicker with yeah, their momentum. Yeah, that was fascinating. I was like, oh, crazy. Look, the, the bit before we go into the, 
uh, we always end each episode or we just let's round this off with the honorable mentions from the documentary um i'll probably maybe i'll just probably already started let's start know. the honorable mentions off we, we've got a bit of oscar in there oscar oscar pistorius, oscar pistorius a nice guy <laughs> according to johnny people very humble uh less said about that the better bebe there's a few things i just wanted to do for my honorable mentions that she there was a few a lot of home footage like from Bebe, <laughs> which is brilliant, that just sort of um bridges the gap between some like, you know, I don't know, ignorant person like me and and that community that she's involved with. There's just like loads of funny home videos of it. Like yeah, yeah, um yeah. a sister pushing it in, the, in pool, the pool, like with yeah. no arms and legs. Going down <laughs> the, I'm like, what the fuck? Going down the water slide. Yeah, going down the water slide. Like um in one of those tunnel water slides, wasn't it? So then you just see like um, she goes down way and you just see her um fake arms and legs come out first before the it. other end. <laughs> and she comes out pissing herself. <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's laughing her head off. It was great. Even with Bebe, like she she's special. She's special. Has you got any other honorable mentions? Yeah, I like we haven't mentioned her and I'm gonna forget her name, but there's an Aussie swimmer in it. Oh, yeah. Ella sorry. maybe is her name. But anyway, there was a nah, story sorry. where she got to high school um, and she was getting teased, uh, you know, someone calling her all sorts of names for her disability. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. said, so what I did, I just took off my fake leg and threw it at him. No one yeah, no, yeah. No one teased me in high school again. Yeah, class. That was so good, so man. Good. That was so good. There's loads of look, there's loads of honorable mentions in this one. Genuinely, I can't stress enough. Just just go and have a look at it. Um, ahead of the Paralympics, especially. I don't know when you're listening to this, but ahead of the Paralympics, go and watch this one, and it will get you so excited. Um, before we go any further, Dill, shall we get into the features? Let's get into the features. Okay, so for anyone who's joining us for the first time, this is the part where we go back through the documentary um, and we'll give an, a few awards out. We've got Employee of the Week. We've got to put someone on a performance plan and we're going to invite someone to after-wear drinks, basically, so like Friday drinks. So, Dill, please start us off. Who's our nominees for... Who's going to get Employee of the Week? Jeez, who's our it's got to be... Main star? It's got to be Sir Dr. Lord Goodwig, Goodman, doesn't Are it? You got Ludwig. Ludwig, Ludwig. Ludwig. I mean, he started the whole thing. I think. I think you're right. I was gonna. I was gonna nominate Bebe, but I think Sir Ludwig's probably the worthy one. Sir Ludwig uh, Goodman. He's 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 the main. Oh, he's the main man. But um, he's got to be the main man. Yeah, so I think you're right. I think Sir Ludwig will be a worthy. Like you know, we know how prestigious this award is every week. Be- Bebe will be upset. Bebe she'll be yell and scream. Oh. And she'll be passionate about it. Yeah, I think she'll be pretty humble about it though as well like she's she's come up with a lot of adversity in her time i don't know how um devastated she's gonna be about <laughs> she, <laughs> she will employee of the week is huge <laughs> it is huge it is huge um we're gonna have to put someone on a performance plan and this is hard because i don't know if there's many bad people <laughs> it's gotta be it's either the, it's either the 1980 russians <laughs> who said they didn't have any disabled people <laughs> or or the olympic organizing committee in rio surely <laughs> yeah okay i i think look i think i think the russians i think the 1980 soviets are going in just because i have got a secret soft spot for the committees the olympic committees are the, you're gonna have a good night out with them you're gonna uh, come on we, we can't ignore this we have to we have to remain impartial for this for this part of the show i think you've just spoken so much about how good the all these paralympians are and then you're just <laughs> applauding the men who just essentially <laughs> swindled the money, the money that was there for the, for the there's no money left look there's no Most money left it. now who okay so let's do this then we, we know friday drinks is the one that everyone waits for friday drinks is what everybody wants to be invited to i'm going to put on the table for you 
um, just remain open to this. I'm going to put the Rio Olympic <laughs> Committee on the table for no. Andrew. <laughs> okay, you can, you're going to one pub on one side of the road with them. I'm over at the other pub over the other side of the road with Chubby, Sir Philip, and Andrew Parsons. Are you kidding me? Are we going to meet up? Are we going to cross each other over the road? Oh, with a different if we cross each other, I reckon Sir Philip will start throwing fists. <laughs> no, he will, Sir he will not be happy if he sees the... The Rio and don't 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 think Andy Parsons after a few pints. Hey, Andrew oh. Parsons, in, it just uh, slagging him off in Portuguese because he'd have to translate for all of us. By the way, Parsons would be your bridge in between. Because <laughs> yeah, who am I speaking to? Out of the Olympic Committee, by the way. Pele, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just me and Pele. Pele spiking me drinks. I've got a <laughs> kicking a ball. You keep throwing him headers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think uh, I think we're gonna have to have yeah two separate ones if we Friday drinks. Um, I, I am looking forward to that though. I think I'm gonna have a wild time where you you four are gonna be sitting. No, the but you'll be with the. I reckon the Bebe will co- Bebe will come to ours. Bebe, Bebe, you can't invite so, Bebe to you. You can't just keep inviting every, all the good ones to your drinks. No, no, no. Well, I'm, you've got the Olympics. I've got the Paralympics. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. I'll take that. Look, look. look hang on. If if Oscar Pistorius rocks up, we'll okay, have to turn him then, away. Then we have a problem. He's coming to my side of the street, isn't he? Bloody hell! Is he? Well, is he in I've, prison? I've got all the bad what's lads. The go with him. What's, what's the prison. go with him? I think he is in prison. Anyway, go and watch Rising Phoenix. It's it's incredible. Um, get excited for the Paralympic Games coming up. Um, and thanks again for listening. Thanks. Go and watch it. Um, tell people about the show as well, and give us a follow on Instagram. We we'll, oh, we'd love that. We'd love it if you do. You've got uh, amazing written reviews, mainly done by Dylan. Um, you've got witty memes, or we've got one of them because they keep getting memes. removed. We've got memes and babies. They keep getting removed, but we've got one on there that's allowed update um, and go back and listen to the old episodes if you've <laughs> if you've watched any sports documentaries have we done them all now dill have we ran out of yeah, these? No, we yeah have. this is the last one of the this is the last one so we've probably reviewed it and send in your suggestions if we have missed any send them in parttimesport.com um so yeah dill look thanks again mate and uh, yeah until next time stay, stay part-time. Part-time. <laughs> thanks mate thanks mate